wiggles, not the kind that wiggle tea that you drink, not scribble all together in a cottage she calls day. Cherries and tea with Nanny B. Hello, my listening friends, on this very special day with autumn on the horizon, it's the perfect time to plant trees, and I have. I've planted the most spectacular tree of trees. It's not a plum or a peach, although both fine trees indeed. It's not an oak or a beech. No, it's a, a poet tree. Oh, already we have a caller with our very first poem to add to my poetry. It's tree, a poet tree. Hello, I'm Daniel, and I like building dens in the woods with my friends. Today, I picked something from my own poetry. It's Star by Sarah Teasdale. A white star born in the evening glow, looked to the round green world below, and saw a pool in a wooded place that held the jewel her mirrored face. She said to the pool, O oh, wondrous deep, I love you, I give you my light to keep, O oh, more profound than the moving sea, that never has shown myself to me, O oh, fathomless as the sky is far, hold forever your tremulous star. But out of the woods as night grew cool, a brown pig came to the little pool. It grunted and splashed and waded in, and the deepest place but reached its chin the water gurgled with tender glee and the mud churned up in it turbidly the star grew pale and hid her face in a bit of floating cloud-like lace oh thank you daniel that was perfection oh i only wish my neighbor jules could have heard it hello hi nanny b it's your neighbor jules with today's story Oh, come in, dear. You, you just missed Daniel's poem. Lucky I can listen back at nannybee.com. Oh, yes, of course you can. And in celebration of your new poetry, I've brought some Yerba Mate tea, because it comes from a tree, and a story full of rhymes. Now, I know not all poems rhyme, but neither do all stories. So, um, oh, speaking of that, are you ready for a story? Oh, yes, please. Okay, then. Still, Simon wouldn't bathe. Simon's day started out as any other, smothered in jam with a great knob of butter, which stayed with its host for the rest of the day, collecting odd bits that happened its way, like sand from the box, lint from his socks, stray hairs from the pygmy goats around the block, so dirty, so gritty, and so far from pretty. But still, Simon wouldn't bathe. Another day dawns, Simon's clothes are unchanged, but not so his progress on gathering up stains. One messy thing he manages to do is adhere two fingers together with glue. While sticking another toe to his brother, he loses a digit. What's new? All experiments cease while they break for their lunch. A few reckless beans escape from the bunch, and then it's back they both go. A task to pursue, attaching a stump of Play-Doh in blue. 
So now Simon has jam on his lips, butter that slips, gathering up bits like sand from the box, lint from his socks, stray hairs from the pygmy goats around the block, a smattering of glue, baked beans split in two, nails filled with Play-Doh of an unnatural blue. So sticky, so mucky, and to most people, yucky. But still, Simon wouldn't bathe. This morning arrives precisely on time, and Simon is set for adventures sublime. First mission is clear, his fast he must break. He bangs and he wallops to the ground beneath shakes. Once the trees shared its produce, it's off to the patch to pick a pea pod he consumes in a flash. Then treasure is found of an object unknown. He thinks it's the remains of his goldfish, Jerome. So now Simon has jam on his lips, butter that slips, gathering up bits like sand from the box, lint from his socks, stray hairs from the pygmy goats around the block, a smattering of glue, baked beans split in two, nails filled with Play-Doh of an unnatural blue. One pomegranate seed, a pod with no peas, the tail of a goldfish, if you can believe. So grubby, so gross, and really morose, but still... Simon wouldn't bathe. From the bed, Simon managed to break his way loose, but it's not long before he encountered some moose. The kind that you eat, not the kind for your hair. Unfortunately, though, it ended up there. His chocolate moose hair was actually in keeping with that candy floss beard that started creeping down his chin to his collar, wherein his chewing gum follows discreetly. So now Simon has jam on his lips, butter that slips, gathering up bits like sand from the box, lint from his socks, stray hairs from the pygmy goats around the block, a smattering of glue, baked beans split in two, nails filled with Play-Doh of an unnatural blue, one pomegranate seed, a pod with no peas, a tail of a goldfish, if you can believe, chocolate mousse in his hair, candy floss from the fair, a chewed piece of gum dangling without a care. By passers beware! So icky, so gooey, so unpleasantly chewy, but still, Simon wouldn't bathe. It's been several days since his bath's been relinquished. Simon's original features now hard to distinguish. A crusty white rim round his mouth now lies after layers of toothpaste have petrified. Fortunately, his teeth have no mold like his feet, so dirty they've gone up a size. So now Simon has jam on his lips, butter that slips, gathering up bits like sand from the box, lint from his socks, stray hairs from the pygmy goats around the block, a smattering of blue baked beans split in two, nails filled with Play-Doh of an unnatural blue, one pomegranate seed, a pod with no peas, the tail of a goldfish, if you can believe, chocolate mousse in his hair, candy floss from the fair, a chewed piece of gum dangling without a care. <gasps> Toothpaste frames his mouth, molds growing down south on his feet, which appear to have a bad case of gout. So shocking, so telling, and unfragrantly smelling, but still, Simon wouldn't bathe. He rolled out of bed this fateful day and had a surprise heading his way. Simon's bed had been shifted deep in the night, moved alongside his greatest fright. Instead of rolling onto the floor, he tussled through bubbles and duckies galore, a soap on a rope, a cow with a boat, and even a turtle with a bright yellow float. So fuzzy, so damp, and a bit of a cramp. But still, Simon wouldn't get out of the bath. The End Why?
Thank you, Jules, for that right rollicking rhyme. Would you, would you allow me to take a verse from your story for my poetry? Yes, yes, please do. I particularly like the one with chocolate mousse in his hair. Oh, I can just see it now. I nearly forgot to put one on myself. But which one? Is there one that makes you think about something in a different way or, or one that makes you smile? Actually, I know one that does both. A. A. Milne, who wrote The Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, was also a keen poet. Let, let me see. How, how does Halfway Down start? Oh, of course, with Halfway Down. Halfway Down. Okay, by A. A. Milne. Halfway down the stairs is a stair where I sit. There isn't any other stair quite like it. I'm not at the bottom. I'm not at the top. So this is the stair where I always stop. Halfway up the stairs isn't up, and it isn't down. It isn't in the nursery. It isn't in the town. And all sorts of funny thoughts run round my head. It isn't really anywhere. It's somewhere else instead. <laughs> Brilliant, Nanny Bee. Now I know where to go when I want to get away. Go to nannybee.com. Oh, actually, I was thinking of the middle stair. But yes, if you go to nannybee.com, you can find all our weekly stories. We'll have another one for you next week. And how you can be on the show like Daniel. Go on and leave a message for Nanny Bee. And you might be on the show. This has been a Toby Hall production for nannybee.com.